0: You're watching Profile Pod TV with double A. And always remember to take it easy.
1: What's up, Profile Pod TV listeners? Chris here, and you might recognize my voice from numerous guest appearances on Profile Pod TV, but if you don't, that's okay. I'm here to tell you to come check out my podcast. It's called The Kickback. I do it with three of my closest friends, Jesse, Abe, and Louie. We sit back drink a couple beers, talk about some embarrassing stories, talk about our lives, talk about what's going on in the world. And we try to make light of it. We try to make you laugh. We try to get you to forget about everything crazy that's going on in the world. So if you think that's for you, come check us out. We also do interviews as well. If you want to listen to an interview from a professional athlete or a comedian, someone in the entertainment business, we got that here too. So come check us out. Go to our Instagram at the kickback podcast LA. You can see all of our hilarious clips. If you click the link in our bio, you can listen to full episodes of the kickback podcast. So come check us out. Other than that, back to the show.
0: profile pod tv i'm your host double a back for another spectacular episode of the pod we are back ladies and gentlemen and better than ever because tonight's episode is a very very special one uh, indeed so before we get to our guests of the evening uh let me just say a couple things uh don't forget to subscribe on profile pod tv here on youtube (laughs) click on that bot on that logo at the bottom right hand corner of your screen you guys know the deal And um, if you'd like to support the podcast, that's one way to do it. I'd really appreciate that. Um, Don't forget to also leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Instagram, Clubhouse, all that good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So, And if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast and you're doing something inspirational to motivate us all and you're doing something extraordinary to inspire the human spirit, then hit me up on a DM. Let's see what we can do and bring you on because tonight's guests are doing just that. And uh, so once again, welcome on YouTube, welcome on the audio platforms. Let's get to our guests of the evening. These two folks here, um, they have uh, just taken the world by storm on Instagram and beyond. Uh, They've been featured by Vice. Uh, Yes, the big Vice, the big uh, media company. Uh, They have, about twenty thousand, just under twenty thousand followers on Instagram. They have a merch, uh, merchandise line going. Uh, they started all of this in the midst of the pandemic. Their Instagram page has just taken, just caught fire, and they're here to tell us all about their story, ladies and gen- gentlemen. Please welcome my guests of the evening, Cesar Valencia, Alex Munoz, founders of Loth's Goth Co. How are you guys doing? Welcome. We're good. Thank you for having us oh no thank you the pleasure is all mine guys uh this is one that i've been really really uh waiting on and uh, we booked this i don't know a couple months ago and uh, again man it's uh, time flies and here we are how's it going today in the oh my head's just snapped how's it going today in, uh, in, in the valley it's going man it's hot it
2: was hot and humid today
0: yeah, it. yeah. It, it was man it was you
2: know? yeah it's usually typically nothing is going on in the valley um, there's no <laughs> there's no cool scene out here for for whatever reason I don't understand it but we're we're bored out here man
0: hey well I'm in Simi Valley man so you know uh, if you think you got it bad <laughs> oh my goodness I'm but I yeah con-
2: all the all the cool shit is like in the other side of LA it's not even in downtown anymore it's like on the other side like Downey and like Bell and all them like areas out there, you know.
0: Right, right. Absolutely, man. It's you just gotta, I think you gotta, it's a whole different scene than when we were growing up, man. And uh um, yeah. yeah. did you grow know, up I, in the valley? I grew up in the in, in the Inland empire, uh okay. Rancho Cucamonga, to be exact, and but I do have some valley ties. I went to Seasun myself, um got some over in North Hollywood. Cool. And, um, yeah, in the early 90s, we would come out to, um, they live right there on Coldwater Canyon to this day. Yeah. Um, so in the the early- cool thing
2: about the valley during my time, maybe like in my early 20s, and my teens, were the house parties. That's what people would come out here for, was house parties, you know. Other than that, we don't have a, a club scene. We don't have a, a bar scene. We have, like, scattered bars, but it's not a, it's not anything that is remarkable to like come out to, you know. Everybody leaves the valley to like go to Hollywood and downtown and the other parts of LA, you know.
0: I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. But you know, growing up in the Inland Empire in Ratchookamongo in the early '90s, man, it was it was pretty. Uh, there was it was pretty sad. There was no scene. Yeah. Up. You had to go to LA. You had to go to Orange County. Yeah. To get any kind of scene, you know, uh, even LA County, SGV in those parts, man. But I wanted to, you know, right away, man, get into those goths, and, and uh, it's very interesting what happened. Fire. Um, Alex and Sessa, you know, what? tell us a little bit about, uh, first of all, yeah, tell us a little about what you do, first of all. And then we'll get into, into the whole story, man. But yeah, talk about those goths. Uh, so
2: basically, um, what we do as a partnership is We're a a clothing brand first. Um, We definitely push our merch um, because obviously during pandemic purposes, you know, we did kind of lose our jobs for the for the most part. And we were trying to stay busy. We were trying to stay sane. And I pitched the idea to Alex and uh, I told her, like, hey, we should start a a, a t-shirt company and we were brainstorming and um her and i were super huge on on music i mean we pretty much live off of it um her more so than i she she definitely knows like the the music list of like cool shit i'm pretty scattered all over the board i'm i'm into anything depending on the mood but um I pitched the idea to her. I'm like, hey, we should start a shirt company, um, you know, and we went back and forth on what should kind of be the, the theme of what we were doing. And then it, it just kind of clicked one day. We were like, hey, you know, like, we're super into music, um, very into, like, the alternative scene, not so much the goth scene, but, you know, we're very into, like, dark wave, new wave, 80s, um, mm-hmm. along the lines of of, the grunge scene, the punk scene. Um, that That's what we grew up on. That's what we know. That's what we're into. Mm-hmm. So we were like, hey, um, you know, I have this idea. Um, you know, we should definitely mix it up. I mean, kind of like make it so that it's not just a, a, a goth thing. Um, we were mm-hmm. like, we're both, you know, Hispanic kids from the Valley. Like, we should incorporate that into our clothing and that's when just everything connected you know mm-hmm. um she came up with like the most genius shirt idea which was like incorporating like selena and like depeche mode and um we call the shirt como la flor
3: yeah you know
2: yeah. it's a depeche that. mode flower and with uh with song lyrics from the selena song you know mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. just kind of what caught fire really originally it was that we came up with other ideas. Um, but that shirt to this day is like our our best seller, you know. Um, we have the other one that is uh the Soy Darks with the with the Joy Division, you know, music waves. Um, that's our second like best seller. but overall both of those shirts are are the ones that are the ones that are like keeping us alive, really. Um <laughs> But with that said, um, you know, came other ideas, you know, uh, we saw that, you know, um, this whole new trend with uh, videos, remixing them with some songs and stuff like that was kind of a thing. Um, So I kind of started doing that um, out of boredom. You know, I told her, like, (laughs) I'm going to start doing videos to kind of just keep people entertained on the account so that they can stick around a little longer and kind of seeing exactly what we're Doing, um, And yeah, like overall, it's just been like a back and forth thing.
4: People seem yes. to really like it too. It's like, I guess it's kind of like um, refreshing for them to, uh, to go on the page and not only are you looking at merch, but you're also looking at these cool videos that are funny, they're relatable, you know what I mean? And I think that's what keeps people coming back to our page and supporting us and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, 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 guys, I think uh, for me, you know, it's very, I get very nostalgic uh, when I see your page, all the music, all the videos, because you guys are posting a lot of 80s, you know, there's 90s in there as well. And those are my, like, those are my, that's my wheelhouse. Um, I grew up listening to everything in the 80s, you know, uh, The Cure, the Mode, the, The Smiths, The Morrissey, uh, the cult. I mean, all of that stuff, you, you name it, Tears for Fears, it goes on and on, you know, the yep. yeah. club, Howard um, Jones, you know, and that's all of the stuff you guys are playing, and I love it, man, I love it, and um, I can't get enough of it, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I was telling you earlier, when I first stumbled upon your page, uh, I don't know, it was sometime last year, you know, and uh, I think I saw... The one, the one you did with the Lords of Acid song,
3: uh,
0: and I, you know, I hadn't heard that song in 25 years, man, and I was like, holy shit, man! It was like, so it was so awesome to go back and I yeah. spontaneously like went back to back in time and like because I remember that song. I was I love that song back in the day. I was like 16, you know, yeah. 1982, probably circa. You know, and uh, but it's. I want to also. It's important to 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 know and to emphasize, man, because you started this whole thing out of kind of uh, like you said, boredom, man, and and yeah, it's absolutely
2: absolute boredom, nothing to do. We're being told you got to stay inside or you're gonna die because of COVID. You know, all of that fun shit during the pandemic. You know, and um, I mean, we took it serious. Um, we joke about it because that's just kind of how we cope. But we definitely, you know, took it serious. You know, we did have our, our you know, our, our stumble with it. Um, our family did. So it, it became a serious thing. Um, and we did take it serious. I mean, we, we still are, you know. We, we aren't going out as much still. Um, we're still kind of a little bit standoffish with doing, like, um, what, what do you call it, the, 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 the vending You know, um, and it's not that we don't want, yeah, it's not like we're not trying to do that. Obviously we're trying to get out as much as possible, but, um, we're, we're we're trying to definitely still be responsible in that sense, you know, um, you know, not, not to get too serious on it, but, you know, I mean, we're we're still in the middle of this shit, you know, um, and anyways, beside the point, um, so we, uh, we, we pulled it off because we were bored. We just had so much time. So ultimately, like her and I, like Alex, she can talk about music all day long. Shit that I don't know, the B-sides, the obscure, the... I, I If you tell me to give you like 10 song titles from whatever band, I'm the worst at it. You know, I, I love music. Don't get me wrong. I listen to it all day. I have my favorite bands. I, for whatever reason, am one of those people that I can only sing along if the if the song is played. You get me?
0: Yes. You know,
2: uh, if you tell me, oh, what's the name of that song? It's like, well, hold on, let me Google that shit real quick, you know? Right. Um, but most of the time it's like, hey, um, just for example, today there's this like viral video um, of this bear. I don't know if you saw it. the the bear that that was like on the fence
3: yeah and
2: and the dogs with the with the teenage girl who went to go save her dogs and stuff like that uh you know everybody was reposting i was like hey i want to repost it too like i want to kind of make it uh you know kind of relatable to what we do on those gods so i told her like hey i kind of want to put a song to this what do you think and right away like without even thinking oh you know jane's addiction um Caught stealing. That's a good one because it's got dogs barking, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus, did you want to think about it? And then she gives me like five other fucking songs. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, and, and that's what I like. And I think that's why I can keep up with the videos because um it's only so much that I can do uh to try to stay creative, you know? Um, because I'm mostly just going down like my music list. this song is cool let me find a video you know um but overall that's just kind of how we kind of went through it um we started with one video somebody sent us a video and and it was very um it it kind of like cool um it it worked with our with our account we posted that people liked it i got the idea of like making my own videos so i i came up with a few videos that really hit um, people started following, um, and then our, our saving grace uh, was that, and this is this is the ultimate reason why Los Gods exists. Um, you know, we were at like maybe like 500 followers at the time. Um, it was catching on pretty quickly. We were we were only on on the, we were only on Instagram on the, on that account for probably a month. And, and it was growing because it was something that was connecting with Raza, with Latinos and and um, all sorts of people that grew up during the 90s. You know, we were trying to give them that nostalgic feeling of growing up in LA in the 90s, right? Um, and then um, Felipe Esparza reposts our video, and, and that's it. Game over.
3: Oh, wow.
2: um, we. It was just like follow after follow after follow. People were loving it and stuff like that. And then he reposted a few times. I mean, I, oh, he really okay. liked our videos, right?
4: What and was
0: the first one that, he reposted?
4: It was the. Get uh, into going crying. I think it was the the cure. Yeah, it was Robert Smith. Okay. In like a golf cart, I think. Oh, that's right.
2: That's right. It was just a. It was just a uh, meme. But, he, but okay. he, he followed the account, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Felipe Spars is following us. When he <laughs> reposted that, he reposted a video which was another Robert Smith. He's a big Cure fan, by the way. Okay. And um, he reposted one of our first videos, which was uh, "La Bamba." It was like uh, Bob going to go see Richie at the at the at the town hall gig that they were having oh yeah and, I, and then i i just kind of um you know plugged in a, a more uh a, a, a the cure song and he reposted that because mm-hmm. he loved it so much he sent us a message i love these videos keep it up you know and and yeah very cool right after that is when we started kind of really getting real followers and real people really connecting with us you know and um and that's just kind of how it, it begun you know um thanks to felipe esparza
0: that was yeah from that point yeah it was kind of things caught fire uh when when did you what month did you start the account
2: um we're not even a year old yet um we're gonna be one year old this month i believe later on i have to really double check uh because we we're literally gonna be one year old
0: wow that's it that's uh that's amazing man yeah yeah Yeah. so when things really started to pick up for you guys, right, uh, you know, one, uh, whenever that was uh soon thereafter, right, you started the account, was there ever a moment where, like, things got a little too overwhelming for you guys, or where, like, you felt like, oh, shit, like, this is starting to take off, uh, and you kind of felt like, okay, we got to get a handle on things, right, or were you a little bit overwhelmed? Is it? Did you ever experience that moment? Um, No, not really,
2: you know, I think specifically during 2020 we just had all the time seriously we literally had all the time and um (laughs) we were really posting i mean we we connected with some people that knew like instagram and and all of that stuff and they were like oh you know what just post once a day you should be okay um we were like no we're just gonna post like a lot during the entire day so we were posting videos three four videos a day um and 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 uh, we we during that time also we were just kind of learning Instagram rules. <laughs> so we would like make yeah. a video. I you know usually I'm the one who's 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 um kind of like stitching these videos together. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal really. It's just finding a silly video and somehow blending in a song. Um, and then um we would post something up. And then it started to, we started to get like notifications like, oh, this video was blocked because of copyright issues, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when we kind of like backed off a little bit because we weren't trying to get like blocked from like Instagram now that it was taking off. So we started to just kind of figure things out, keeping videos under 30 seconds, Mm. um, you know, or um, putting music of local artists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're very big, too, on not just posting, like, big bands, you know? Like, we're posting, like, local artists, too, that maybe had a hit or two, stuff that we grew up with, you know, bands that, you know, made it locally, but not really just as a major label or anything like that, you know? Um, but um, ultimately, well, you know, we do get stressed out. I mean, now, now, um, the, the things that we're getting stressed out on is we're getting, um, so many like, uh, orders and, um, I have to pull them out as quickly as possible. You know, I mean, other accounts, bigger accounts, you know, like, for example, like just, just to name somebody, um, you know, if you were to order something like from Fool's gone wild, like the merch, they, uh-huh. have like, um, they have like, they have advert, not advertisement, they have like a, a uh, just a little thing on their on their website saying like, oh, you know, um, wait, like, you know, f- about two weeks for your merge to arrive,
0: you a know? Disclaimer of some sort. Yeah.
2: And um, so we, what we try to do is, you know, we are a small company, but we, we try to give the best customer service as possible. You know, we definitely try to lean towards that end, just so that people can definitely have a better experience with us. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of other companies kind of like you know you buy and there's no return policy. There's no um, you know it's it's really basically once you buy it you can't return it. You know, uh, we try to give them as much you know um, customer service as possible so that. <laughs> they aren't really disappointed with what they got,
0: you know? No doubt, man, no doubt. Yeah, because uh, like we mentioned, man, yeah, this thing, it, this, it caught fire. And, and you hear those stories, man. You hear those stories out there during, um, you know, with companies, side hustles that started uh, all throughout the pandemic, right? And you, yours is, is is included to where, why, wow, it, just, it just took off, you know? Next thing you know, you know whether it was a, again, you know, a song or a, a video or, you know, I mean, how many millionaires were created in the last, the past years? You know, during the, uh, the pandemic, you know, right? It's uh, but uh, Alex and, and and Cesar, man, I kind of want to talk. How is your dynamic uh, as a as a as a team, business partners? Um, Kind of talk about that dynamic and how you guys kind of go about your daily operation, you know, uh, of kind of defining your roles for us. Talk a little bit about that for us. You want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I
2: mean, so um, you know, being completely transparent about our company, uh, I'm the one who is probably ninety percent um running the account. You know, that means talking to other vendors who want to print our, our merch or you know make our products. Um, we're very be- we're very big on outsourcing um because we like to really give an opportunity to other small businesses, Rasa owned businesses, mm-hmm. to to really create as well. Um, I mean I can go ahead and try to learn to make all these things myself. Um, But I think our our main priority with what Los Goths is, um, is that we're a Raza-owned company, you know? um, That's the the main thing. Um, Yeah, the the videos are funny. Um, It's what's keeping people coming back. Uh, But ultimately, behind the scenes, you know, um, it's very, small companies like ourselves who are printing our shirts who who made your hat you know the one that you're wearing um you know um who who's making our you know our our newest products you know it's it's other smaller companies raza owned you know that that are very much connected to what we like to do as well you know
3: so
4: like basically you're like it's like the business runner like he's the business part of the duo yes and pretty much what i do is like i help him out with like the packaging the mailing like i do that with him and i also do some of the artwork for some of the shirts so that's kind of like how we're a team
2: she's definitely the art and creative side of things i mean okay um i'm I'm more hands-on Mm -hmm. I I get, I do get stressed out on the end of like, we need to get these packages out. Um, I don't want people, you know, asking for their packages. You know, that's one of our pet peeves, Um, getting a message like, hey, we placed an order. When do you think we're going to be able to get our order, et cetera. Um, Alex, uh, as a partner, I don't think I'd be able to do it because she's the one who comes over, helps me package, helps me sort out the, the invoices. Um, and um, on the creative side, whenever we need something new, um, I ask her, hey, I need the artwork. She's an amazing artist. So, um, you know, she'll, she'll work on some artwork or she'll come up with ideas like, hey, I kind of like this for the shop. Let's let's figure it out. Um, overall, she's kind of like the, the back end of, of this so that... You know things like the moving parts get get going. You know, yeah. Um, I'm I'm very much the the one who's talking to everybody, figuring out how much things are going to cost us, how many do we need, can we get it done, um, running the account, um, because I have more time.
3: Mm-hmm. She
2: has a day job. Um, I'm I've decided, for the moment being, that uh, I was going to go full on business mode with, with most costs. Yeah. And so far it's, it's been working out.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you, you, so you guys have the, the chemistry the, because, you, you know, you you've experienced success already uh, early on. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, you can't experience everything starts at the top, right. Uh, within, a organiz- within any organization, within any organization, Yeah. And, uh, you know, you guys have chemistry. There's a there's a a good uh, dynamic that that works for you guys. And and uh, obviously, if there was any other way, maybe we'll see the amount of success you've seen. uh, If it was different, you know, if things were kind of um, fuzzy at the top. But no, it's great to see that you guys are you got your own. You got the wheels turning, the, the oils, or the... They're yeah, it wasn't easy.
2: It wasn't easy. We were, mm-hmm. I mean, we are brand new at all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. We had to learn everything as we went along, you know? Um, in the beginning, we were like, all right, how are we going to sell these shirts? Well, we're going to need a website. Um, got to figure out website stuff. Got to figure out how to post these things up. Um, it, it's, you know what, we, because of necessity, um because we definitely appreciate what people do for us as far as like buying our stuff um we try to do our best mm-hmm. so we definitely figured out a lot of stuff in a short period of time like you know we're telling you we're not even a, a year old yet <laughs> and um it grew to almost 20,000 followers um and we don't even know how that even happened, but mm-hmm. it did. And you know, we're super grateful for it because I guess we're doing something that's that's working, you know.
4: I think exactly. all in all it's also the support system that we have. Mm-hmm. Um when he first came up with the whole idea of those cops, um, I loved it and I was very supportive of it. And um I backed him up, you know, and he and when I create something, he does the same for me, you know.
3: So I think
2: that has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you're going to start a business with anybody, um, you know, if, if you don't have someone who kind of understands your vision, then it's not going to work out as a partnership. And ultimately, I mean, she's very supportive. Um, obviously, we're partners. Um, you know, she's she's my, I hate using the word girlfriend because I feel like that's not even it. You know, it's, it's more than that. It's, we're an ultimate partnership. You know, we, we don't, you know, let each other down for whatever reason. And I think Mm -hmm. like I can come up with some dumbass idea and she's going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Even if she thinks it's stupid, but (laughs) I think that's what a real partnership is. I don't
4: put my two cents in it. I just let him, I let him do what he wants to do. I mean, this is his vision. And you know, it's,
0: I'm very supportive of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no we have to do everything. I mean, if there, if a decision has to be made, obviously when, when a decision is made, is, is it 50-50 all the, every single time, or is it kind of one of you kind of takes the lead? that? Um, uh, yeah, it's
2: it's basically 50-50. We have we discuss everything because um I'm very much the type that second guesses myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I've attempted businesses by myself before. And where I came short was that once I came up with an idea, I, I would just overthink it. And when I overthink something, I start finding the the flaws in a lot of things and then I don't follow through.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. I think when you have uh, a second person who does support, you know, your, your ideas, I think it's just easier to kind of like get a little more brave on doing it. Because you know what? I mean, ultimately, like running a business, especially nowadays, most businesses run through social media um, because that's where you're getting most of your fan base from, where most people can see your stuff. But, you know, um, you know, coming across people who only really follow you just so that they can talk shit. For no reason, you know, it's it's just one of those situations that social media has. It just gives people that that ability to just really talk shit because, you know, whatever reason.
0: The haters, right? I mean, yeah, I love the haters. There's always, there's
4: always no. like a few haters, and I think, in any. That's terrible.
0: In yeah.
4: Any Instagram like. Yeah. It's just like that but well you know we don't pay mind to it and we just focus on the brand yeah
3: yeah of course that's yeah of course. Those, you know
4: so we kind of just have a positive like outlook
0: look on that and yes absolutely it comes up yeah, territory okay. and when you you know when you're doing something right says that in alex you know that's when you know you're doing something right when you get the faders start coming out and yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've
4: uh, uh, uh,
2: I have a few. I have a few friends who have pretty successful businesses, and um, I I go to them every now and then. Whenever I'm just feeling shitty about my business, you know, or or an idea, or even when I post a video, you know, um, sometimes you know you you might post something like unconsciously. And it can have like maybe a different innuendo or a different perspective on someone else. And they might comment like, oh, you know, take this video down because X, Y, Z. Or mm. yeah, like they didn't like a, a, a merch uh, idea that we had and, and this and that. And sometimes that does kind of like do something to your ego, to your self-esteem. Um, and sometimes I just think about it. and like, you know what? After it's all been said and done. I, I kind of like kind of weigh the good and the bad and it's like you know what it's one person versus like a bunch of people who just bought that Yeah, and uh, you know I, I, I talked to you know a few other business owners it's like you know what the best thing you can do to run your business without you know having so much negative energy coming your way is you know make that block button your friend you know
0: <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah, simple right Yeah.
2: And uh, yeah. And and, I mean, everyone that I've talked to is very much like, you know what, Um, you know, there's always going to be someone who's going to say something stupid, um, try to like put their two cents on something that is really so mindless. Um, It's like, you know what, just delete the comment and, you know, block them because ultimately, you know, you you don't want to go back and forth with some silly person online. Especially when it's a business, you know, you end up looking bad as a business person for kind of, you know, uh, going back and forth with some invisible troll account, you know, and it's usually those, those accounts that that, that are the ones who want to like talk the most shit, you know, it's some weird account with no picture and like no follows. It's just like, I'm just going to talk shit because, you know, nobody knows who I am.
0: Yeah. yeah, the keyboard keyboard warriors, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> keyboard warriors. Yeah.
0: That's funny, man. But, terrible, um,
2: man. Anyways, uh, back to your question. Um, it is a 50-50 partnership. I consult with her um, on a business level on everything because um, it benefits her as well. Um, through Los Goths, she's gotten the opportunity to um start her own shop you know she's very big on on uh vintage oh. vintage aesthetics and stuff like that so you know I'm, I'm we're using our popularity to kind of you know funnel some followers onto her account so that she can you know you know get her uh you know her own concept going which is um selling vintage you know oh
0: what is the name of that account? Um, we call it what so, it?
4: Valley Rags.
0: Valley Rats?
4: Valley Rags, as in like rags. I, oh, I Valley Rags. To, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: did want Sorry. to call it Valley. I did want to call it Valley Rats because we're we're hardcore like Valley Rats. Like we are gonna die here. You know, we're gonna be buried in the San Fernando Mission um cemetery, <laughs> you know.
0: Richie, <laughs> Richie
3: Valens. Um,
2: yeah next to Richie Valens and shit, but no, um, yes, so it's Valley Rags. Valley Rags. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah
3: awesome.
4: it's, it's still kind of, I'm still kind of new at this, at that, actually, and just, uh, you know, so far it's it's slow, but I'm trying to find ways to push. But I mean, all, but basically. i basically, a lot, actually, from those goths. So, I mean, I think Having those goths is helping me push also my my account for uh, belly rags as in my yeah. making these videos. Uh, I, I mean, my videos aren't as funny, but I just kind of try to stick to like eras and like music, kind of to go with the fashion. And pretty much that's kind of how I have my account. It
0: yeah. has its own <laughs> I- identity. Its own flavor.
4: Oh, yeah. Right? For example, yeah. like if I have a few like uh 60s items like from like the 60s vintage I'll do like a video set in the 60s of like a movie that I like or you know something so Mm -hmm. I kind of just but it's it's doing
2: well I mean from the beginning that we opened up the shop she sold out everything that she had so we had to take a break because we were like holy fuck we need more merch you know so she kind of got to work on that so now we have a lot more stuff coming in a lot more authentic vintage um because we started noticing the pattern of what people actually really liked. um so she's she got she got to work on it and you know right away almost almost instantly people started buying you know and uh and i told her i was like you know what so that you know it's not just some like you know invisible entity we should just re you know, we should just kind of make it a sister account to Los mm-hmm. Goths, which is very much goes hand in hand
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, with the type of people that we kind of cater to, the, the style of people that follow us are also obviously they're listening to like, you know, old school music. I mean, they also want to see if we they can score like some authentic vintage stuff from that era as well, you know.
0: Out. No, I, I think, you know, what, what I'd like to kind of also highlight is that what we're seeing here with Los Goss and everything that you guys have done up to this point is uh, is inspirational, man. You know, you always hear about, you know, just do it, you know, just take that shot. You know, yeah. start your business, take that first step, you know, all those cliches, all those things. And you guys are proof, man, that, hey, just to take, a, take a chance, right? Take a yeah. chance start yeah. it take well, I mean, first and I, step. see what and happens, I
2: tell, and I tell a lot of other people who might be starting too. I tell them I'm like just do it. Just do it. Um no. you know you you might not take off right away, but at least you're going to learn that maybe that idea worked and maybe that idea needs to be worked on.
3: Mm-hmm. You know?
2: I mean, we're coming from at least me personally, um I'm coming from a long list of other smaller businesses, ideas that I had um, until I stumbled on the concept of Los Goths, which was probably right place at the right time. And ultimately that's what it was. It was the right place at the right time. (laughs) Um, I guess something positive came out of COVID um, and the pandemic was that I think a lot of people were home and i did think about that i'm like hey look i think right now a lot of people are home they're bored they're on their phones 24 7. exactly um so they they need some um entertainment exactly. so that's kind of how we kind of market los goths you know we we're we're trying to push out nostalgia that's basically what we're selling you know we're we're selling nostalgia of of the alternative scene and growing up in la listening to the 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 cool music that we were into you know um a a lot of other things get highlighted more so than you know being latino listening to the alternative music you know um we i think almost all of us we grew up listening to um one way or another um you know the alt scene music you know which was like the cure which was the smiths which was probably like the high energy you know, like techno type music, '80s type stuff. You know, um, at, and and that's kind of how we were like, you know what? Let's 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 push it that way. So ultimately, the videos are more so the marketing part of how we want to sell our stuff. Um, you know, it's a blend of like being Latino and and being a part of uh, the alternative scene. You know the goth scene, the the new wave, the eighties, the punk, the and, and whatever. Just you know
4: that the fact that also like sometimes yes, you like the alternative, you like the goth, but when you're at a family party, you're in, they throw on the ponies and you're enjoying that too.
3: Absolutely. So it's kind
4: of like we kind of like mashed those two things together. Yes. So that, and that's why it's so relatable for people. Like, yeah. the Latinos relate to all that. And
0: that's just how it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Alex. No, I, and, I, and I was talking to Tessa about this, you know, earlier, while with, with, with the, the Los Angeles music scene, especially growing up in the 80s, growing up in the 90s, right? For, as a Latino, you know, whether you're Mexican-American or you're, you know, whatever, El Salvadoran, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, you know, we gravitated toward that scene. Right? That new wave, that alternative scene, the Depeche Mode, The Cure, The Smiths, yeah. all of that stuff, right? Yeah. I wanted to get guys' take on, I mean, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that Latinos kind of gravitated towards that scene so hard in, in the 80s and the 90s? Um, and even, you know.
4: I feel like maybe because a lot of these artists went through hard times and... Um, pretty much went through what a Latino comes through, I guess. Even if they're from another part of the world, culture, whatnot. You know what I mean? It's the struggle that they talk about, and that's where I think we relate. I mean, the lyrics. The lyrics is what keep, keeps us coming back for more. I mean, we and love
2: we like, love our we love our sad music, even if it's in Spanish or English. Yeah, you know?
4: No, seriously. <laughs> like we can sit there and throw on the cure and it's like you relate like you feel everything that he's talking about like it's just i think that's why
2: i think specifically speaking um as far as like the raza latino latin x whatever you want to identify with Mm -hmm. i think we grew up in um a moment uh whether it was you know whether you grew up in the 80s or the 90s or the early 2000s um we, we struggled a lot right mm-hmm. um culturally
3: yeah
2: um so with with that struggle you know we we need stuff to kind of keep us you know going so music is a big deal um at least yeah. in my family um and i i can debate on that it's probably almost all latinos priority you know like music is a, a form of them, like, kind of, like, getting all of that stuff out, you know, like, all yes. these struggles, all this, like, tension and pressure they might be going through mm. with whatever music you might be dealing with. But ultimately, like, speaking from the alternative um, music, um, I I do think that it, it was just a big part of our culture, period. I mean, at least in L.A., um, the cure the smiths um a lot of a lot of 80s um new wave dark wave it was it was kind of implemented to us it was blended into our our music you know because it wasn't just um you know why were we so into like the cure why were we so into the smiths but also we were i'm sorry i'm cutting you off i apologize <laughs> um, I, I do get a little passionate about this subject, but yeah, um, you know, it's it's not just the the European English bands, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming from Roken Español
3: mm-hmm.
2: that had a lot to do with the yes. reasons why we like the Cure, why we like the Smiths. Yeah. Uh, specifically speaking, those two bands for some crazy reason. Um. It's like glue, like we we stick to them, you know, we're we're bound to their music. But because, you know, listening to Héroes del Silencio, listening to Soda Stereo, listening to Cafeta Cuba, listening to any other rock and Espanol music, it was very much influenced by um, that European new wave sound, you know.
4: And and then again, like they related to it. Exactly. For example, like the Smiths. Morris example when he wrote Rick for the Smiths, he talked about the hardships of living in Manchester and mm-hmm. of all the chaos that he went through. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Latino relates to that, and these other bands too, including like the Rockin' Espanol and all that. It's so relatable. I mean, Absolutely. we we went, we got, we go, we've gone through like struggles, hardships. Yes. Eating beans because you can't make ends meet. You know
0: what I mean? It's like, but you always had music.
4: But music was always
0: <laughs> there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Like, no. I, I think that's you guys. Oh my gosh, you guys didn't. Uh, I totally agree with you because you know the the lyrics, uh, what they were talking about, what they were singing about. Uh, you can even kind of. Um, parallel it with with like corridos and, and
4: yeah, right
0: and, and all of the those types of you know lyrics and what they were talking about in those in those in that genre right um so they kind of parallels each other each other really and I think even the, yeah. now, what do you guys think about this angle um, you know you could even go and, and mention the rockabilly scene right the whole rock oh. style you know, with, with James Dean. I mean, you know, the Rebels. You know, were big in the in the early '90s, right? That whole style. Um, again, you know, the, was, right? So I think we relate. We related to that, and definitely, just you know, it, it was part of a, it, music. Was part of our fabric, man. It, it's part of our culture, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, it's interesting to 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 kind of. Analyze that that phenomenon, man, because
2: yeah, you know what? Like, we can literally have an entire conversation <laughs> yeah. on your podcast about the reasons why
3: mm-hmm.
2: um Latinidad is super big on the alt scene, you know. And when I say alt scene, it's because it's not just subject of like goths the, the goth scene, it's it's the 80s scene, you know. It's, it's the 90s, it's the grunge, it's the everything that um, we grew up with during that era, you know, um, because, you know, obviously the, the the music that gets the most hype is hip hop. And I love hip hop all day long, man. Um, but I do feel that, you know, there was mm-hmm. the selective few, there was the, the alternative um, to that, which was obviously, um, you know, the, the the new wave, the the dark wave, the the grunge and the punk and all that stuff, you know, next to the hip hop, you know? Yeah. And um, some of us, just like myself, even before I liked hip hop, I was already into like classic rock and listening to like 80s and um, rock en español. I mean, hip hop came in because obviously I'm a LA kid and it's just inevitable. Yeah. You know, you cannot be an LA kid and not be into hip hop you know oh, same thing you can't be a new yeah. york kid and you're not into hip hop like it's just inevitable you know
0: yeah yeah no no yeah exactly you could you know bring that into the you could bring hip hop into the, uh, the conversation of course uh the grunge mm-hmm. scene, right uh even hip hop
4: dabbled yeah. in, in rock that's not for everyone yes. you see and uh even the beastie boys yeah I mean, so so it's
2: kind of like I'm still looking for their first record when they were a punk band, you know?
4: Oh,
0: yeah. Wow. Before Before Lexus to Hill and all that.
2: Exactly. I mean, they were an entire punk band. You know, I'm like, holy fuck! I mean, I already knew that. But just seeing it visually, it's like, oh, fuck, man. Like that's 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 true. Like they were they were a punk band first before they went into being a straight up hip hop, you know, trio, you know. Or uh-huh. yeah, trio.
0: Trio. Yeah, no doubt. Wow, I never knew that. I never knew that.
2: You didn't know that. Oh, I mean, I'm not trying to call you out or anything. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, right? I, I gosh, they were a punk band before. That's, yeah. that's- yes.
2: And they were called the Beastie Boys. I mean, that's that's what their punk band was called.
3: Hmm.
2: Um yeah, just I, I think I came across our record long time ago, but it was just like it's it's not hard to get but obviously it's, it's, I mean, I, it's expensive, you know? Yeah.
4: I mean, I grew (laughs) up on, I grew up on pretty much hip hop and classic rock because of my family. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that pretty much made me the person that I am today listening to that growing up, you know, my cousin was hardcore into hip hop and, um, He's an amazing person, very, very musically talented. I mean, this guy is a big time hip hop head, you name it, record collector, he loves it all. And just seeing and seeing all that growing up and him teaching me a lot about that, I think made me the person that I am now.
3: Uh-huh.
4: And um, so I'm pretty much open with all kinds of music. Yeah. But again, uh, if it weren't for a lot of these genres, like there wouldn't be like a lot of these like alternative yeah. and like, it's just, it kind of all blends in yeah. for me. And in my
2: opinion yeah. too, I think that there is a difference between like a music lover versus like someone in the scene, you know, um, I think there is just specific people who are so like hardcore into like a, a scene that they don't listen to anything else. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, a good a good example is, like, a lot of, like, metal heads. Um, for some reason, they cannot get into anything else, you know, except I for mean, metal. And
4: there's <laughs> nothing wrong with metal. It's just, I mean, no. like, it's all great. It's all great, you know what I mean? But th- there's a lot of people who are very narrow-minded about what they listen to. And it's, like, only that. Yeah, And it's, yeah. like, okay. I can't. I have to have, like, however I feel one day is what I listen to. If I want to listen to country, I'll listen to country.
0: You know what I mean? So I think that's, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm, I'm like you guys. I have a very eclectic taste in music. I, I love, I mean, oldies, you know, uh, yeah. some country,
3: you
0: know, all the 80s, all the 90s, grunge, uh, hip-hop, you know, old school, you know, uh, just you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like what Quincy Jones said. He said you, you need two in life. You need two things to survive. You see, you need water and music. You know, so
2: exactly.
0: I and, I, I, and, and, I, and in our and
2: in, uh, and in the Latino household, it's so how you need water, frijoles, and uh,
4: music. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you can. I don't think you can survive maybe. without
0: frijoles.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, frijoles
0: is survival. <laughs> Arroz y frijoles. Arroz y frijoles. And music. If you don't have need, you have to finish, there should
4: always
0: be a frijoles in the house, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you will
4: definitely survive off the frijoles.
0: Oh my gosh, no, no, guys. Um, so what, what, what on the creative side, going back to Los Gas, says and Alex, on the creative side, what do you guys do to kind of um, keep uh, that creativity fresh, keep it potent? Uh, what do you guys what are some things that you'd like to do man because I, I, I'd like to know for myself man because I want to be creative you know I I'm I looking for, looking for ideas I brainstorm so I, I kind of want to pick your, pick your brain on that man How do, what do you guys do to keep things
2: going? Um, I think just ultimately and it's probably the number one reason why Alex and I are such good partners is because we're both artists um uh, we're not you know we we just growing up specifically creativity was just the number one rule for me and Alex um you know art had to be a big part of our daily life and um although I don't mess around with art as much as I used to um but I still consider myself an artist because um of the things that I create, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: I think that's just my own opinion on why um, I am the way that I am and why I, I have to survive off of creativity. Because, I mean, I've had the, I have, I've had countless jobs, too many to mention, really. <laughs> the <jack> of, <laughs> the jack of all trees—that's what I call him. But I mean, <laughs> I think ultimately it was just because I was unsatisfied. Um, yeah. Being raised Latino, um, specifically being raised in a very traditional um, Salvadoran home,
3: mm.
2: um, art was only a kind of like a, a, a an outlet. It wasn't yeah. something that you can live off of. So, yeah, my artistic abilities were never um, pushed forward. It was like, okay, cool, but what are you going to do when you go to college? you know, um, you should be a teacher, you should be a doctor, you should be a dentist. Um, and I was always confused by it. And this is the reason why I never pursued my art, uh, as a, as a real talent, you know, I'm a, um, photographer, um, uh, first and foremost, you know, that's my, that's my strong point in the art world, you know, um, but, I was always very scared to pursue it because of, you know, the the negative um, yeah.
4: So pretty, from my
2: family, yeah.
4: So pretty much uh, mm. because we are artists, or I'm speaking for myself, I'm initially feels the same way, it's like my mind's always running. At night, when I'm lying in bed, it's like my mind's always running of ideas
1: mm-hmm. of what
4: I want to do and stuff. So it's pretty much, that's how that's how we get a lot of our ideas just literally just i'll, I'll text some randomly like what do you think of this because it just popped yep. up in my head what do you think of this? because my mind's always running and he's the same way he'll be like honey what do you think of this and i'm like oh that's a great idea do it i think that would be a great shirt so i think that's as an artist our minds always running with ideas
2: and we, we definitely explore the, the concept of the idea. Although at the end, I mean, I'm very big on that. Um, it's like if you have an idea, whatever idea, it doesn't have to be artistic um, business idea, um, mm. just overall, maybe like working on your home or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like, OK, cool, like follow through and then see what happens, you know, because sometimes in your head, an idea is just an idea. It looks cool in your head. But once you get to work on it, you're putting things to life and it's like, Uh oh yeah, it's it's a lot different in my head than it is in real life. Mm -hmm. And that's just ultimately with anything, uh, especially when you're creative, you know, um, sometimes you have an idea in your head and it doesn't matter, like her and I, we're, we're creative, we're artists, but there's just some things that we can't do, you know? Um, maybe because it's her style of artwork that can't be, we can't bring the idea to life. Or maybe it's my inability to work the the uh, graphic design applications on my computer. Um, mm-hmm. So ultimately, the idea becomes the idea. Um, we bring it to life when we um, hire a third party. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, that's just what Most Goths is, is a, a, a bunch of ideas that came to life through the help of other people who are also creative themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they could just bring it to life, you know, like, hey, here's uh, this idea, a, a, a great idea. I mean, a, gr- a good example was um, uh, our good friend from the 88 mile per hour podcast, um, amazing graphic designer. Um I came up with the idea of of having uh, the uh, the the blood in blood out shirt. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. Um, but it's basically the it's it's just basically a remix of of the Lost Boys versus the Blood and Blood Out movie, both of my favorite movies. And I just think that you know I, I just thought it was clever. Blood and Blood Out vampires, the Lost Boys. Yeah. It goes hand in hand and I pitched the idea to um to uh man oh i I'm, I'm, I just blanked out on his name.
4: Frank.
2: Santos <laughs> Santos, I'm sorry. Uh yes, Santos, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry. Santos, <laughs> Santos. <laughs> so yes, Santos. Uh, awesome
0: podcast, by the way.
2: Yeah, no, this it's it's a it's a good time. I mean, they can go on movies all day long, yeah. but ultimately his whole thing is graphic design so yeah um he 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 went and created the the shirt and it was it was immaculate it was just like far more than my idea oh wow you know?
0: okay um, beyond it yeah
2: yeah just graphically done great you know um we even had a a mishap too because um, my my one of my print guys who does direct to garment i don't know if you know what that means but direct to garment means that you just kind of use like a big printer and and you stick the shirt through the machine and it prints the shirt kind of like paper okay versus versus the silk screen which which oh. you use the the, the the machine that you have to scrape the ink on it Yes. um uh, basically uh the first batch of shirts that we pulled out. Um, it was just not to his um to his taste, basically. You know, he's he's such a perfectionist. And so he's like, you know what? It's a cool shirt, but it just looks a little bootlegish. You know, it just <laughs> looks yeah. So we had to like scrap like the 40, 50 shirts that we printed.
0: Oh wow.
3: And
2: and then we had to go to my other friend, um Andy, who uh who was like, yeah, I was like, dude, I need your help. It's an emergency. I need you to print these shirts out for me. People have already ordered them. Um our, our first batch didn't come out as good. Um, I need your help. So yeah, I mean, overall, um that's what happened, you know, because you know, uh Santos, he's such a perfectionist. And and I, I give him that, you know, because our shirts wouldn't have been as as uh popular if it was done the way that they were originally done, you know. So anyways that was my little rant on those shirts.
0: <laughs> no, no yeah no, no no shout out to Andy at Creative Designs he he made my hats and uh and, and I totally relate to that man because when you have that third party that who's who can kind of bring that vision to life right and then you see it you see how you know you tell them what you want you explain it and then they, they you know they they create it whether it's on a computer or you see like a a mock-up, you know, and like, oh, wow, well, yeah, there it is. And, and sometimes uh, it's, it's even better, right? Like you just mentioned, it's even better than what you kind of yeah. saw, what you kind of had envisioned. Um, I think that's a key component, man. You know, when you have that yeah. party who's, who's really on their game and uh, can really bring that, whatever it is, to life. Yeah.
2: And ultimately it's really working with people who can share your vision. I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've had other, uh, people that I've gone to, to create some, some merch for us and, um, maybe it was just not to their creative side, you know, um, you know, sometimes they just don't understand your idea because maybe they're just not a part of that world, you know, um, and it just doesn't come out as good. And so, I, you know, I, I've, I've bounced back and forth with a few people. So ultimately now we have, you know, a, a small handful of people who are very much, you know, into the same stuff that we are. So pitching an idea to them is not it's not even a big deal. It's like, oh, that's a cool idea. Or, or they'll just kind of input like, oh, well, we should do it this way because it'll look better this way or what have cool. you, you know. Um, but ultimately, I, I think, like, as a business, um, kind of connecting yourself with, with other businesses who kind of have your aesthetic so that, you know, your ideas can come out exactly how you want, you know? Um, there's other businesses who might not share your idea, and then they just kind of create it to their own ability. And it's like, yeah, that's cool, but it's just not what I wanted,
0: you know? Yeah. And then you're losing money, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. We, we don't want that. <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, well, yeah.
2: Ultimately, you know, like Los Cos, we are a business first um, and then we are living off of it. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not, you know, um, I definitely do need this business to work because um, it's it's paying the bills. Um, I would love it to be bigger, but, you know, I mean, sure, slowly but surely, I mean, we're not even a year old yet, so we have to kind of just take those steps, you know, just to kind of keep building and keep putting out content that is relatable. Um, It's so easy. I mean, at least in the social media world, um, I tell her this all the time, and I tell other accounts as well, you're gonna lose the small amount of followers that you have if you don't keep them entertained. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, that's just what social media is. Yeah. Um, you really only have a window of like 15 to 30 seconds of attention
3: mm-hmm. to
2: really keep somebody entertained. Um, and if you go on, you know, to, to wanting to do this and then you've kind of run out of ideas or you've burnt yourself out or you just got uninterested and you just go and leave your page go cold. I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's what happens. Your, your account goes cold. People start unfollowing or they just kind of forget. And then when you start it up again, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's right. I am kind of following those people. Like, who are they again? You know, like it's, it's, it's such a vicious cycle, you know, and, you know, we, we decided, you know what, if that's what it takes to make it to where it is, um, then that's what we have to do continuously posting content. I mean, it's not even daily. It's just like even like multiple times a day, you know, Um, just so that people can continue seeing you, you know, even if they don't buy anything, it's just okay. They're there. They're there. I see them and they become, you know, some, some, some become fans. I mean, I have accounts that I follow myself. And then if I stop seeing them, I, I do tend to forget, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of use that as, as my, as my leg, you know, my third leg where I'm just like, okay, cool. Like if, if I continue doing this, um, people will see it, you know, and sometimes it is a little bit tedious because you want to be creative. You want to put something out that was like worth watching. Um, you know, uh, I hate putting stuff out that it's super just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I guess, you know, um, (laughs) I, I'm, right. I'm I'm very like hard on myself sometimes, but ultimately that's just kind of like what I have to do, you know, so that it works. I mean, if I'm selling through social media, I just have to treat it like social media. You know, I only have 15 seconds. Yeah. People are going to get interested, um, make it easier for them. If it's something that I'm selling, um, try to make it as easy, easy to them so that they can click on a link and just go straight to buy it, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I think you summed it up really nicely. So I said the bottom line is social media is like, yeah, entertain they they, they, they got to entertain your audience and, and yeah, what's in it for them, right? What what are they gonna get out of yeah? Like, bottom line, man. Bottom line. And, yeah, and I, right. And whether you're entertaining, whether you're educating, whether you're uh, whatever the case may be, you gotta hold their attention, man.
2: Exactly. Um, Ultimately, that's just what it is. I always ask myself, like, oh, what do people get out of this? And it's not just buying a a, a silly shirt because, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a, a soy darks shirt. You know, it's it's for a good it's for a good laugh. You know, people like it because they can connect to it. So ultimately, you know, yeah. um, what I what I try to reiterate to people as well is like, hey, look. You're, you're buying a shirt that says Soy Darks or a Como La Flor, but ultimately this shirt was created by another Raza-owned business who is also a small business who is also, you know, um, creating their own brand and stuff like that. There is like a little bit of, of, you know, reassurance that you're also just not buying a T-shirt or a wallet or uh, whatever other merch that we might have, um, that you're also helping out another small company, yes. you know, another rasa owned company, you know, that we're very big on small companies, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I just debated something with uh, with someone who was like, oh, you should, you know, uh, make these kind of, I don't even remember what it was, hats or something, but they were like, oh, you know, these big companies are doing it like that. And, you know, people seem to like it. And I'm like, that's cool. Those are big companies. They have all the money in the world to do and undo things. Um, We don't really have that luxury. Plus also we're very big on small businesses. And what we're pushing is is culture. We're pushing Raza. We're pushing our Latino, Latina, Latinx, Raza, whatever you want to identify yourself with Mm -hmm. to relate to it. And also when you're buying something from us, um, it's not just a, a, a whatever shirt. You just bought something that another small business made for us and half of that purchase is going to them because I have to pay them for what they created for us. You get me? So, um, you know, we're not making tons of money, but ultimately uh, we kind of pride ourselves on the fact that everything that we do is 100%, um, you know, backed by by the same people that we are, which is Rasa. you know? Mm
0: It, 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 absolutely. And you know what? I think you guys are doing everything with with love, man. And, and you're passionate about what you're yeah. doing. There's substance behind what you're doing. There's meaning. There's like you just mentioned all of those things, man. And, and yeah. you know, the musical aspect, it's it's part of your life. It's yeah, you're not just in this for, for a quick buck. You know, it yeah. goes beyond that. It goes there's again, you know, there's, there's a lot of thought and uh um Yeah, man. I think that's great. I think you guys are, you know, have everything that uh, all those intangibles that um, that really, that really, that really means something, man. That's a special thing, you know. That's a special thing. And um, but you know, another thing is I wanted to mention the fact that you know I long for the day where I can start bringing in. I want to do this for a living, you know, it's because yep. I do this, I, you know, so. And, and, and also we, we, it will come. Um, you know,
2: we, we do it because you are a small uh, entity, you know, you are a small business yourself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're only doing it because, you know, we, we love to support the other businesses that, that want to work with us, you know, I mean, yes. if it's related to what we do um, in, in any form, um, mm-hmm. then yes, we, we will love to do it. I mean, um, I don't want to just go into some whatever podcast that might not even understand what we're doing, you know, even if it's not even like, maybe they're not even understanding the music that we're trying to do. They, they might just want to do it because of the popularity aspect of something. Um, yeah. But even then, I mean, if, if we do do it, it's, we're, we're going to give you an educational experience where it's like, hey, this is the reasons why we're doing it it's it's a, it's a whole line of things that we did learn in such a short time but mm-hmm. ultimately at the end of the day um we were like hey look we we we're doing this because we believe in in this we believe in the fact that we're a small business backed by small businesses and ultimately the product that you're getting it was handmade or just created by another small business that is appreciative of your business. You know,
3: Um,
2: the videos are are just kind of a goldmine to keep you entertained. You know, I mean, um, I mean, obviously you can you can definitely answer this. You know, you're not just going to go to some T-shirt company and stick around on their website looking through shirts, right? I mean, you you, you get tired of it. I mean, you'll look through it for like about a minute or so. (laughs) And it's like, cool, either you like the shirt or you didn't, and that's it. And you're not going to go back to that for a while. You know, even the biggest company, I mean, I follow big brands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going back to their website or their Instagram or their social media, you know, daily. I'm going back there maybe like every so often because I can finally buy something, you know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, ultimately with what we're doing, it's like, hey, you get an entire experience. You know, You, you got to laugh at some silly ass videos. Uh, that related to your culture, um, and also to your, you know, subculture, and now you can buy something that you can hold tangible, that was also created by Rasa. like, I like, I love that, I love, I I love saying that, you know, it's, it's one of my, it's one of my flexes, you know.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely, that I think it's a beautiful thing that you're, that you're trying to uh, build community at the same time, because that's yeah. one thing that I like to do on here, on this podcast. Once I have a guest that comes on, um, I am going to continue to support them. I'm going to mm-hmm. do their content, uh, you know, whatever, you know, purchase their, their, their merchandise, share their content and uh, continue. Yeah. It's continue to support, man. It doesn't, it yeah. doesn't right here. You guys will see that with me, man. Um, uh, I'll continue to post and I'll continue to to like and share and comment all yeah. that stuff man and, and again it goes back to building community it goes back to uh entertaining the audience mm-hmm. building each other helping each other build our each other's business yeah so it's a win 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 for everybody man it's exactly live. it's it's all good man and and
2: and ultimately that's what we need to have you know um mm-hmm. obviously in this world it's not perfect we're not all perfect I mean, no. I, I, I hate to say that, you know, sometimes our biggest critics are the same people that, that you know, you're connected to, you know, like, you know, um, your biggest critics sometimes are Rasa themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's a terrible feeling, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm like, it's like, man, we're the same, dude, but whatever, for whatever reason, um, I'm not reaching them. You know, I don't connect with them, which is fine too. I mean, you can't please everybody,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you can't, everybody no. doesn't have to like you, you know? Um, <laughs> I think you just have to be true to your, to whatever it is that you are creating, you know, and along the way, I mean, you're going to have somebody who's either jealous of it, wants what you have or thinks that they can do it better.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, And, and, and that's all well and good. You know, I, I I approve of all of that too. It's like, if you think you can do it better, I'm not stopping you. You know, I'm not the only t-shirt maker. I'm not the only one making silly videos, (laughs) you know, like do it. If you think you can do it better, I, 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 I applaud you. Um, you know, but don't, don't just go tossing your toxicity and negativity to everybody else, because that's definitely unproductive, you know? Um, we so. get it every so often. I mean, I can, you know, knock on wood. I can definitely say that within the year, 90, well, we're almost there. Yeah, um, it's it's been very minimal negativity.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it's been very minimal. I think it's been like ninety-five percent positivity from everybody who's followed, uh, compared to the handful of people who wanted to sound. Um, dismissive of whatever it is that you're doing you know and it's like cool I love to press the block button because (laughs) I I don't need it you know I don't need your negative feedback I don't need your toxicity you know Um, it, it, it really it you know if you keep those people around even if it's on social media you're 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 letting them kind of like throw up all over you with their negativity you know and and it's like, you know what, if, if you can avoid that, then just just delete it. Yep. Delete it. Block it. Um, You have that luxury on social media. And then, you know, hopefully they don't have another stupid troll account where they can <laughs>
0: <laughs> come back and circle back and oh, try to get yeah. you on yeah. another angle. I, I yeah. mean, there
2: is, there is definitely some people who use this as a weapon to really reflect on their bad Negative selves, and they just want to like share that with everybody else, you know.
0: Misery loves company, right?
2: Exactly. She says that all the time. Always say that, and I'm like, and and I love to block it, you know.
0: Absolutely, man. man. It's
2: it's a it's a learning experience. I think that Mm -hmm. if you're going to be a business owner, you you have to have a sense of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you have to thick skin. Yes you have to have some thick skin or mm-hmm. just learn how to roll with the punches, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're going to be, um, and, and I, I get it all the time. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. Um, he I'm, has a,
4: thicker skin. I'm a moody I cancer. Understand.
2: You know, I, I get all <laughs> the feelings. Like I'm seriously, like I I feel everything sometimes, you know, and uh, sometimes I'll just tell myself like, man, why am I allowing this stupid comment? Yeah.
4: I'm the one that's more sensitive about it. Oh my God. Yeah, really, so he really. deals with all of it. Cause I know, I know that he will hurt me. I'm a very, I'm really sensitive. So like something like that will hurt me. And he's different. He knows how to deal with it. So I just lead him to it. I don't even go on there to check who comments anymore. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't want to see. Because I again, he has thicker skin than me. And you know, he's good at that. He's good at at um Handling
0: that situation good, just letting it roll off. I'm terrible at
4: it, so but but
3: also, (laughs) I think I
0: I feel you, Alex. I'm like that too.
2: I think the advice is to um connect with people who might be doing the same as you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then just kind of share your experience. It's like, hey, how did you handle this? Like, you know, Andy, um, uh, he's he's a really good person. At like just kind of like, kind of like cooling me off. Like sometimes I'm like, hey, dude, like how do you deal with somebody who might've said this or done that or whatever? It's like, and then he'll give me a pretty logical, like, you know what, just at this point, um, either give them really good customer service, um, mm-hmm. you know, eat up your your loss. You know, if you're going to lose money on something, I think yet you're better off giving them really good customer service and then learning from that experience or, you know, just any kind of like, I I go to different people for different questions about my frustrations of running a business and also just kind of like dealing with people who are not even trying to like buy anything from you. They're just trying to (laughs) bother you for whatever reason. And everybody has their own like perspective on it, you know? And, and and I share it with other people too. It's like you know what, you know, don't deal with it. If it's something that's unavoidable, you just delete the comment, block the person, move forward, and don't let don't dwell on it because now you're sitting on this negativity, you know. Or if it's a business related question, it's like you know what, be as professional as possible because people will definitely um, hold on to that. Even if you are a small business, um, giving them the uh, the Overall professionality that they wanted um, yeah. goes a long way. You
0: yeah, know? yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. It's uh, no, I I know, as I said, I, Alex. It's um, yeah. Unfortunately, it comes with the territory, but yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, you take it with a grain of salt, and I'm I'm very sensitive myself, you know. And um, what's your sign? What's that? I said, what's your sign? Oh, I'm a Libra. Okay.
4: I get along with Libras. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> he likes oh. to snap a Capricorn, but he's full cool of it. I am no, <laughs> <question.
3: I'm> <laughs> oh, no man. I, awesome. I don't
2: really believe in that so much, but I think that we're we we uh we absorb that information so much that we start believing it. Yeah. So exactly. I'm definitely one of those like I'm a moody ass cancer for sure.
0: For sure. It's,
4: it's basically the reason why astrology is like such a big deal for people is because it's an icebreaker.
3: Yeah, it is. Go out. Is, right?
4: Music's an icebreaker. And so is, oh, what's your sign, right? Oh, what's exactly. your sign? You're a cancer? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Go away. That's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well,
0: yeah,
4: it's the icebreaker. So.
0: No I'm doubt, guys. How, yeah, how yeah. is
2: your... Experience. I mean, how long have you been doing your podcast?
0: Uh, I'm just uh two about two and a half years in. I started in January of
2: 2019.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm uh, so you know, about almost two and a half years in, and it's been a fun ride, man. I've learned so much. What
2: what drove you to create? What was your what was the 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 initial? Um, I'm gonna do a podcast. Like, what drove you to wanting to do a podcast?
0: Well, I, I, I've, you know I've done some act, acting with is my like my passion right? okay, my point of uh, passion in the entertainment in the artistic world. Um, so I've done some acting in the past, I was on Matt TV. I've done some uh, stuff you know some, a lot of background work, some independent work. Which episode were you on Matt TV? I was um, Jose Conseco. <laughs> ah really? Yeah, yeah good. Uh, I go. I check out my feed; it's on there. Yeah, you
2: should. You should send us a yeah, a link or wherever we can see that. We're just huge, like Mad TV fans. Like that's what we grew oh. up on. We weren't. We didn't even grow up on like SNL. We grew up on like Mad TV.
4: I actually went to go see Mad TV live. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> once that my friend invited me, and it was it was a good experience. But we were there for hours because. You know they have to always retake and stuff. Yeah. They
0: got to redo it, makeup and all that. So, but it was cool. It was yeah. fun. I love That's, that show. I, I want to say I, I filmed my scene over at the, was it Gower Studios, Hollywood Gower? I want. It, it was, was it on Sunset?
4: I, I remember it was, it was on Sunset somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, this is back in yeah. 2005. You know, and you know who directed my scene was uh, Amanda Beards, uh, Marcy Darcy from Mar- Married with Children. Really? Yeah, yeah. She was she was super nice, super
4: cool. That's amazing. Where were you just talking about her the other day? I don't Marcy know. from Married with Children. Uh, I don't remember. Excuse I think we were her. just
2: talking. Oh, I think I was just telling you. the one that 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 she's the creator of Married with
0: Children? Like she's the she's the creator,
4: of the producer. Yeah. We yeah. were just talking about this the other day.
0: She's uh, amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, she was great. I, mean, I was like, "Whoa, I'm working with Marcy D'Arts. But it was a great experience. And and to answer your question, since that it, you know, so I've always been uh, in love with with that you know the world of entertainment, the arts, you know, yeah. the movie, whether it was a book, television show, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. You know, music, obviously. I mean, I used to love you know coming to Universal Studios when I was a kid. Um, You know, so I, I basically, I wanted to get back into that world, man. I stopped acting. Uh, it's been like, you know, 15 years, man, and uh, I kind of, I'm not getting any younger, so I, I I think it's kind of like a midlife crisis type of thing where <laughs> I was just kind of like, you know what, man, I, I want. there's some dreams, there's some goals that I, I never really had closure on, and I wanted to uh-huh. get into the world, and how was I, what was the most accessible way to get back into the world based on how my life is now, you know, uh-huh. with, with kids and a day job, et cetera, et cetera, and podcasting was something that like kind of I really kind of just looked into. I restarted researching it as like, yeah. a podcast. You can do the full podcast on your phone, man. Nowadays, you know? it's it's
2: tough though. Like, let me tell you. Like, I I had aspirations at some point to do a podcast. I I don't think I'm a good interviewer. You know, I I I don't. You know, you have to have some sort of a charisma. You know, like to kind of keep it interesting. You know, because you can definitely go on a podcast I mean I've gone to some podcasts I mean there's tons of them and oh, yeah. I might want to be listening to some specific topic but then I'm listening I'm like man this is boring you know like <laughs> I am being bored about the topic that I'm trying to listen about you know so uh-huh. definitely like being like working on a podcast uh, is a tough gig mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. because there's so much of it um and then just getting people to listen to it is what what um,
0: it's the hard part, you know. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, man. You got, you got it. Bottom line, you got to entertain. You got to be entertained. Yes. You got to get ultimately. Guys. I think people.
2: It doesn't matter what it is. I think they just want to have your attention, and if you can't keep their attention, then that's it. You know, like you lost it.
0: Exactly.
2: You know. Exactly. I mean, so. there's people that I love in the movie industry, and they go on to wanting to do certain things. I'm like, man. They're pretty boring in their personal life as a as an actor, you know, or as an uh, entertainer. It doesn't have to necessarily be an actor, but overall, it's like, man, I think I like your movies better than like whatever side project yeah. you're trying to do because you are either <laughs> awkward or just fall flat. You're not entertaining, you know, whatever it is, you know, yeah. or you're just trying way too hard, you know.
0: I see, yeah, I see that a lot, Ben. And but you know, it's, it's for me, it's it's a constant. It's an ongoing progress. It's an ongoing thing where I, I'm honing my craft. I'm just trying to get better as an interviewer. I'm trying to, you know, you mentioned that charisma piece. Um, yeah, I I want to be entertaining. I want to, you know, provide a great interview and 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 bring out to light, you know, highlight that in, that guest.
2: Have you interviewed anyone that you can consider famous or that was worth interviewing? That you were like, yes, I caught,
0: I got them, I got them, an interview with those people. Uh you know I, I interviewed um Francisco X Rivera I don't know if you're familiar with him. He is uh the Spanish voice uh play-by-play voice for the LA Kings. In okay. Spanish. He's on he's on uh Fox uh Fox Sports TV. Uh he does a lot of MMA stuff. He's done the Clippers, he's done a lot of uh, yeah. So uh his particular he's the guy for um LA football club, the new soccer team. Yeah. He's there. Uh, what, I don't know if he's the play by play, but he's he announces their games. Um, so he, yeah. he's, he's pretty big. He's a pretty big deal. And yeah, I interviewed him back in February of last year, 2020. And, uh, I don't think I was ready to do that back then, man. I, I look, I listened to that interview now and I was kind of like in over my head a little bit, just to be honest yeah. with you. Just,
3: and
4: it's okay.
0: You know, I, I think,
4: uh, you learn from it.
0: I was learning from it. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I think he was one of those guys, you know, that you could say, you know, famous and got those goths and uh, and. (laughs) But uh, another feather in my hat, you know. But
2: I, I am definitely not the um, center of attention type. Like I hate, I even hate having people sing happy birthday to me. You know, like um, I'm so. Uh, You know, again, the cliche of a cancer is that they're such um, introvert Uh that they're like in a shell, you know, like they're just always Mm. hiding and protecting themselves. I feel (laughs) like I am like that a lot. Um, Mm. um, I, I don't take criticism well sometimes. I mean, I'm learning, but it's just one of those things that it's like, you know what, this is life. And you either, you know, kind of roll with the punches shake it off as as best as you can um you know and you learn from it you know um, yeah. but ultimately and I and again reasons why uh, people think that this account is ran by by Alex is because I'm I'm very uh what's the word like I don't want to be uh, critiqued or kind of like if I were to post a picture of myself, I don't want to see a comment of what someone might think of me. It's just my insecurities, you know. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like strong points to having Alex as my partner because, you know, I mean, although she's a very sensitive type of person, in the most in the in the greatest way possible, like sensitive in the good way, where she's she's very loving, she's down to help, um, she's very sensitive to other people and, and situations, and she'll like drop what she's doing to help. Um, She's very good at that. And also, you know, she's brave to, you know, kind of like post a picture of herself um, and really not care that, you know, that what people might have said, you know, she's, she's kind of,
4: well, that's, I mean, like, I do care, but like, again, I have mentioned it before. It's just, I don't deal with the comments. I don't yeah. look at it. Because, I again, you. I it, it will hurt me. I think I got one, I read one horrible comment one time, and it was just like, I can't believe they said that about me. I was like, no, I'm not going to look at it anymore. Because then I, again, I get really Yeah, I mean, I
2: think so, again. But
4: I am brave enough to be like, okay, well, I'm going to, he likes to take pictures of me in the shirts to kind of give a different look going for, mm-hmm. um, so that people can see how you can style it and stuff. Of course, but, but she's and also good at that. I mean, overall,
2: like she's she's the creator and and uh, artistic side to Los Gods because you know ultimately, like I can just give her a shirt or any item that we might have, and it's like, hey, I need you to create a look because we need to create content. And she's like, yeah, sure. I can do it like this or like that. And she'll like, definitely put it together. And she's confident enough to take pictures in it and be okay with me posting it. You know, like I am definitely not the type, you know, I don't like, I I feel that I'm just not good behind, I mean, in front of a camera. And a lot of the reasons why I think that I'm a photographer is because I'd prefer to be behind a camera yeah. than in front so, of it. you yeah.
3: know?
4: He's the one that takes the pictures.
2: Um, but <laughs> right, right.
4: But yeah, I mean,
2: ultimately, that's just kind of how we work well together mm-hmm. on 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 what Los Gods is, mm-hmm. you know, and why people think that it's her that's running. It's it's funny because often enough, since I'm the one who's running the account, I'll have like some random comment by some guy, and it's like, oh, I love your stuff, Chula. Or you're so gorgeous. And I'm like, cool thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, cool thanks. My name is Cesar, by the way. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit. Oh, yeah, my bad. Like <laughs> it's really oh. funny. It's really funny because there is again the the, the internet world oh. is definitely has a little bit of a of of different people.
1: Okay.
2: So obviously you're gonna have some creepers and stuff, you know. That oh. might assume that the account is a, a woman or whatever. You know, I mean, I care. I try to be very neutral on my account. You know, where I'm not just selling something for men or women. Everything that I make is unisex. Uh-huh. You know, it's not just for a woman or for a man. There's yeah. certain items that do sell better for men than women, but even then, it's bought by both.
0: Uh-huh. You know androgynous uh, yeah yeah Yeah. i love that word i love that word no doubt no i am the same way man i i uh, i'm i'm naturally introverted man i have always been introverted uh by nature and uh this is something that i've i've challenged myself to to break out of my shell out of my comfort zone and really you know go out and stretch myself out but there's no i can't be afraid to fail if you're afraid to fail You're afraid to succeed, you know? Uh, Yeah, you know what? That's a good point you made um, because I think
2: growing up Latino, um, I think failure is such a bad word. Yeah. Um, I was definitely growing up, I was definitely um, injected with, if you're a failure, you failed at everything, you know? Um, There was no room. There was no room for failure, you know? if you prepared yourself and you did well, then you you were successful. But um, unfortunately, I think that um, because growing up in the struggle and stuff like that, we didn't have much support um, from our own families because they didn't have that knowledge themselves, you know?
4: And also that because um, things like any career um, in the arts, whether it's music or or just art, period, wasn't something that they really wanted for you. It's like you doing that was not an, a thing to do. You know what I mean? Of course. I mean, I'm saying from experience, but I don't know how he feels about that, but that's just how I see it. Yeah. I mean, overall,
2: I mean, until this day, don't get me wrong, and until today, I think my dad has a big issue with failure you know it's like you have to prepare yourself and um, the way that you prepare yourself is uh studying or practicing or doing it whatever it takes to to get better of it although that's really great advice but I think as growing up progressively in in this world as a Latino, we should definitely implement um, other choices to our kids where it's like, look, I I get it. Um, If you fail, I mean, just take that and learn from it and then do it again. Like, don't take failure as the ultimate, like, that's it. And if you fail at something, then continue trying to do it. You know, if if that's what it is that you want to do, you know, I mean, sometimes you do have to kind of jump into the water to see if that is something that you want to do. There was plenty of things that I wanted to do in my entire life up until today where I'm just like, I think I can be good at that. I really like that. I'm super, you know, for example, music. I love listening to music. I love music all day long. Mm -hmm. Can I play an instrument? Fuck no. You know, (laughs) did I want to play an instrument? Yes. Yes. Why? Because my dad can play guitar. Um, I wanted to play guitar. Did I learn to play it? No, because I just don't have that ability. I think ultimately, I think you just have to really stick to what you truly love and and guide yourself through it as best as possible. And sometimes it's, it's, you know, you might want to do something and it just doesn't turn out that way. But, you know, you're at least
0: uh, experiencing it in a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. No, you know, You stick to your your your. You identify your strengths, right? Your your weaknesses, and you gravitate to your strengths, obviously. And um, no, that's a great point, man. And yeah, the cultural aspect is uh, especially with failure, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that that's the way I, I I was always like, man, shit, I failed, right? Even as a grown man, as a you know, yeah, you know, as you know, I I, I dabbled in sales and real estate and and uh, stuff like that and other businesses man and and you know i failed man and and that that really resonated with me i was always afraid to to kind of uh to take take another chance and and, and so and that's another part of this what i'm doing I'm and, like oh man no. let's, and because let's try we it again. also try just
3: again.
2: didn't have that like i i think with me personally i i i anything that i do while i'm doing it i try to find other people who have gone through it whether they succeeded or not and just kind of get their point of view on it too so that way i know how to land do you get me like you're not going to be good at everything but if you can get a, a perspective on hey look I, i'm dealing with this how did you deal with it i, I think growing up uh, as a specifically speaking in in a latino household we we just didn't have that you know we couldn't go to our our uncle or our family member or someone that we might have been connected to, to give them like your opinion, like, Hey, this is what I'm struggling on. How did you deal with that? Um, I think that our lifestyle was so much the same that, you know, everything was just set in one way. If you're a failure, you're a failure. And that's it. And then there is no way around it you know? Um,
3: exactly.
2: So don't fail. And that's, that's a lot of pressure. Don't fail. Uh, Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I
2: mean, we're, we're still dealing with that now. I mean, I love my family. Um, They see me running Los gods. Obviously this isn't their cup of tea. Um, They see shit with bats and uh, <laughs> it's all dark clothes and stuff like that. So
0: the dancing you know, monks and all
2: that. Yeah. They, they, they try to be as positive as possible, but they're like, why is everything black? <laughs> and why does it this? And and I'm like, you know, I I hate explaining it to them because they've already shut down from it. You know, there is no way of like trying to like
3: ex- exactly <laughs> yeah.
2: it's like this shit is del Diablo, you know? <laughs> eh? Exactly. But, you know, I I tell my mom, like, I was doing my taxes. I mean, that is another flex of mine, man. Like, bro, I'm doing my taxes for my own business. I mean, I think if you if you're running a business, and you have to do taxes for it, like, that's, that's kind of like an achievement, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, I have to pay and shit. But still, it's like, I've only I've only had to do my taxes because of, of my, my day job, you know, but now it's like, I had to learn new things because I'm an independent person running an independent business and I have to report my taxes. And then I'm like telling my mom this stuff and she's like, Oh wow. You have to report your taxes. I'm like, yes, mom, we, um, you know, as a, as a business, if, if you're, if you've made over $10,000 in a year, you have to report that. So we exceeded that, you know? Um, and I was like, Holy fuck. I made that much in the, in under a year. Like I, I don't have any of that money, but I just seeing the amount of money that I spent throughout the year, which was over like $50,000, um, not trying to say how much money I made, but still w- under a year, we, we, we sold that much, you know? Um, yeah. That, that to me was like an achievement, you know, and I'm telling my mom, this is how much my business is, is kind of uh, generating, you know, I mean, I don't have all that money in my bank account because I had to pay the printers and the products that I'm buying, et cetera, et cetera, you know, a business business. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, that's, that's exciting. You know, that is me not failing at this, you know? And I explained that to my parents and they were like, I think I, I kind of changed their idea a little bit where it's like, oh, okay. Wow. Like you're, you're really like making that much, (laughs) um, just as long as you're making enough money to like pay your bills and your fucking child support or whatever it is that you're doing. (laughs) You know, I I think that they're going to be okay with it. And I think ultimately what traditional Latino parents want in your life, whether you're a 20 year old, a 30 or 40, 50 year old, um, is that you aren't struggling um, like they like they did. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why failure is such a A big deal deal, is because they don't want you to fail or have the hardships that they did to struggle to bring you up, you know.
0: No doubt, no doubt, man. Yeah, Sir. it's definitely an, it's a cultural piece there, man. And um, so, a couple of things, man. Before we wrap things up, guys, uh-huh. um, what what's next for those Gods, man? What, what are some plans? What are some goals? Some visions? We for- were
2: just we were just talking about that. Um, her and I, we're using those Gods as as a ramp. Um, how long is it going to last? I hope it lasts forever. I hope those gods can become a huge thing. Um, and that's just me dreaming, dreaming big. Um, but I also have to be realistic being that I have a partner. Um, I have a child that, um, that, that her and I are raising amongst other things, you know, I mean, we, we don't have a child together, but I have a child. I have to, you know, obviously support her financially as a grown up. Um, she's yeah. definitely taken that role as well to help with that. Um, so ultimately, we talk about, like, hey, what do we need to do? I mean, uh, our, right now, we're focusing on her shop um, so that we can generate a little more. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'm always telling her, hey, we need to figure out um, other outlets of revenue so that, you know, we, we can figure out other things. I mean, Los Goths is definitely given us that drive. Um, it's given us that ability that we can do it. Um, and it's giving us the knowledge of how to do it. So we went and launched her shop. You know, she's always loved the vintage and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, let's let's start selling authentic vintage. Um, so we just started that, and overall, we we've we started on a good note because some people bought it. Um, obviously, selling something to someone is not the easiest thing to do in the beginning, but because we are selling, some what um, is giving us that that. That strength.
4: I I think we also talked about maybe trying to do um, more as in, like, uh, how should I say, like uh, pop up shops, like a pop up. Oh, yeah. Okay. We we kind of wanted to do that, collaborate with a lot of the people here in the Valley.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Especially because there's a lot of. Uh, it's a small community of people who actually want to bring more to San Fernando Valley because there's really nothing much yeah. for us here. So, like, <laughs> so they're, they're trying hard to bring something. And um, we've actually had, like, talked to them about maybe trying to do kind of like a pop up shop with them when they do their, their yeah. pop up I, I think that that's
2: our next step. Now that's that. Yeah. Now that the, now that COVID is um, kind of like easing a little bit, we're still scared shitless. Um, We are.
4: And we still mask even though we're vaccinated. Yeah, no, exactly.
2: We're, we're scared shitless. We're definitely uh, that we're, we're that group of people where we're, we, we just, we're still scared. You know, cause we did go through a rough patch, you know, with mm. our own families as well. Oh. It was a tough time. It was a tough time. And I want to be respectful, um, to anyone who, who had to deal with that scary feeling. Yeah. Cause we went through it. A lot of people went through it. Some people weren't as lucky as we were. Um, some people were lucky. Yeah. And some people were really lucky that they think that this shit is fake, but we're not going to get into that.
0: Um, <laughs> That's a whole because you
2: know it, it's a uh, different
0: conversation
2: exactly but um
4: but yeah ultimately about- now
2: that we're not now that we are um kind of coming out of the cocoon and stuff like that mm-hmm. um we definitely want to be more visible um kind of uh w- w- you know I mean me personally I'm, I'm still very self uh I'm, I'm scared of like putting out my stuff in front of a bunch of people and possibly getting some some stupid comment, but again, facing fears and, and putting myself out there and stuff like yeah. that. So pop-ups, you know, we've been asked left and right, Hey, you should come vent here, come vent there.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: one is we're not ready. Um, because since we outsource a lot of our merch, you know, we have other smaller companies making our merch. Um, I think we just have to get financially ready to print stuff that we can have physically to, go vend yeah. you know oh, plus we have to purchase so
4: that's kind of like up in there but that's just an idea of something that we kind of yeah. want to do as a
2: definitely list. but ultimately we are always looking I mean me specifically I'm always looking for uh, another revenue of income whatever it is I mean uh, I, I again always leaning in the um, creativity side because if it's creative I'm going to want to do it you know
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I uh, yeah. I mean, those, those pop-ups are, are, I think there's 818 pop-up. There's uh, yeah. Actually, there are, yeah. yeah throughout, throughout Los Angeles. Funny uh, every time they
3: do
4: their pop-ups, we kind of like swing by. Yeah, yeah. They ask us to do it do. all the
2: time, but, um, I think that we're just going to start getting, uh, prepared for that and yeah. buying the, the much needed stuff because I mean, popping doing pop-ups it's not just that okay cool you need sometimes you need a tent those tents mm-hmm. aren't cheap you're gonna need tables you're gonna need enough merch to even have it be worth it for people to come see you
3: yeah you know
2: um and then just just be prepared you know mm-hmm. um and again I'm just putting a lot of excuses to why we haven't but um
4: but, but they. I mean they're
2: not expensive. But
0: we have this to do, do it. You know? exactly. It's re- yeah. No doubt. Oh the time, just, yeah. the time it'll be right. Yeah. No, but
2: and uh yeah, I mean, I think that's just the next step. I mean, uh specifically speaking, we don't really have it uh, a solid idea of what's next with Los Gaz, but ultimately what I want Los Gaz specifically to be is uh I want it to be a, a self uh a self. Uh, what's the word? I want it to be able to sell its own things. I don't have to sell you. Exactly. There you go. I don't want to have to sell you something that's reflective of like the Smiths or of Joy Division or of The Cure. You know, I want to sell you something that says Los Goths or something that we created that goes with the aesthetics of what Los Goths is. Um, Not specifically having it to be uh, you know something that's connected with something else. You know um, our aesthetic is obviously very much like a play on words with goth and latinidad and growing up Latino in Los Angeles. So ultimately, that's what the brand is. And we've we have designs that have nothing to do with music um, that do sell well. You know, um, you know, just our logo or just uh something that was aesthetically pleasing to the eye that goes with the brand and stuff like that and um and yeah so ultimately uh-huh. I think that I want that to be the uh the ultimate uh plan you know just being its own brand
0: you know well you know i think this, there's no limit to what Cas can become i, I it's going to be fun watching you guys um, you know, transcend and ascend and uh, grow and expand, man. I, I, you know, I, I appreciate everything you guys have, what you've done thus far. And um, again, man, it's it's only, it's only gonna, you know, you've reached, you've reached heights. I mean, many people dream of already, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, I think, like I said, man, it's, I'm gonna continue to, to watch you guys and follow yeah. you. And, um, you know, so and I
2: think and I think on our end, um, we just have to continue being better, you know, in um, whatever way that is, um, we just want to be able to either make better quality merch, um, uh, putting out better quality um, original stuff. I mean, it's it's endless possibilities on what Los Goths is. Um, there is a lot of competition and then there is a lot of other people who sometimes just kind of want to take what you have. Um, and sometimes that's really like a frustrating moment, you know, because you have to protect what you create as well,
0: Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know? Absolutely, man. Uh, and that, that could be
2: complimentary too, right? Uh, the- we, we do take it as a compliment. Um, there's, been is- times, yeah, there's been some times where like literally like the people who wanted to create something of their own were really just trying to take what we had,
4: yep.
2: <laughs> you know? And it's like, I mean, I'm not going to bash you on wanting to create your own business, mm-hmm. but I
4: mean, Come be with your own the original. Yeah.
2: I mean, or if you're wanting to kind of stick to the aesthetics, that's what we're doing, which we, we are not gateholding anything. I mean, any new design that we have that's created by one of our... Designers, uh, we have a total agreement where we're like, look, hey, we came up with this idea, but if you can profit from this, please do it. Do it on your own, obviously, not specifically doing what we what we did. But you know, um, we're not gate holders, we're not gatekeepers um of what we do, um, because um we don't own a lot of this stuff i mean these are just ideas and the ideas come from other ideas so if you can come up with something that is completely original that's cool um just don't literally want to take what we make (laughs) you know i think as a business
0: owner nobody likes that you know of course no 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 what do they say imitations the greatest form of flattery or exactly right is that the the saying Yeah, yeah yeah But,
2: but if you, but if you, <laughs> but if you worked really hard on something, you took your time on it for yeah. somebody else to just take the idea. It's like, well, I worked hard on that to for you to just kind of take it,
0: no, you know, exactly. and call it your own. No, no, that's not, yeah, I, and that's where you know copywriting comes into play and and yeah. marking and all that stuff. And
2: are we're, we're 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 kind of slowly. Uh, going into that as well we're, we're definitely trying to make sure that we are making original at least from the business point of things with our merch
1: mm-hmm. we're,
2: we're trying to make sure that we are creating things that are a hundred percent our design and not taken by anybody else mm-hmm. you know specifically of like course. for t-shirts I don't want to get into any copyright issues or anything like mm-hmm. that so we try to make a lot of original stuff so that it's we don't ever have to deal with legality issues, you know,
0: of course, man. Who wants to, <laughs> who wants to, that fun stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, before we go, um, please tell uh, the good people we're work, working, uh, they follow you, go ahead and plug your, your website, all that good stuff where they can uh, purchase merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I
4: mean,
2: that's you. All right. <laughs> uh, so, Obviously Instagram at Los Goths Co. Um, and then website is losgoths.com. Uh yeah, and then if you definitely are into a vintage, uh head over to the Instagram account, which is uh Valley Rags. And um we have a depop. Which, would, what's the depot? Oh, I'll oh let me check. <laughs> I mean, we all links are on our Instagram. Yeah,
4: the, yeah. the links are on Instagram and we have a link tree that has everything in there. So yeah. you want to look for um, those, those goths website, it's in there. If you want to look for um, my shop, it's there. Yeah. Everything's there.
2: So, Pretty yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, losgoths.com and Then Instagram, which is losgoths.co. No, it's losgothsco all together. Los Goths. This
0: is crazy. definitely, yeah. And you got the link tree in your bio there on Los Goths. yes, it's all so, there, yeah, yep.
3: yeah.
0: And uh, and by the way, I really enjoyed that article by Vice, uh, amazing, uh, by Alex Saragossa, uh, I think is, yeah, Alex yeah. Zaragoza, right? excellent, man, excellent, yeah, man. So no, I, I want to thank you guys so much for your time for coming on here and talk talking about your story. What an amazing story it is! One of inspiration, one of motivation, um, and it's spectacular what you guys are doing. Keep doing your thing, man! And um, again, I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be fun watching you guys. Where, where you, you know, what which heights you reach. <laughs> I hope we reach the biggest
2: the biggest mountains. <laughs> uh,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys are always welcome back and uh, yeah. talk in the future. And um, yeah, again, man, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you. It was you,
4: fun. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. It was a good, it was a good podcast. I, I feel great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. I, I go out, you know, I, 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 my guests are the most important uh, thing. That I, you know, I, I'm I'm always looking out for the guests. So, and that's, uh, you know, again, you guys are now alumni, Profile Pod TV alumni, and
2: oh. <laughs> just like SNL, you know. we have to be on it. What, what's that? What do we get if we're on that?
0: What is it? The oh, five. yeah, I the, <laughs> the, yeah what, do they what call is
2: that? That the fiver or something or other for SNL?
0: Yeah, gosh darn it, I, I know. <laughs> I can't I can't think of it right now, but. Uh, But yes, thank you guys so much, and uh, we we will see you soon. We'll see you soon. Yes, thanks so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have Cesar Valencia, Alex Munoz, creators, founders, operators of Los Co. Go check them out. Go follow them. You will not be disappointed. They are doing some really big things. Don't forget to check out Valley Rags as well. Um, if you're into the vintage scene. And uh, so, yeah, I, I can't thank them enough for coming on. I, I thank you so much for being here uh, on, on YouTube, on the audio platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to Profile Pod TV here on YouTube. Uh, leave a rate review on Apple Podcasts. Send me a DM if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast and all that good stuff. Um, but once again, I want to thank Los Cosco, Cesar, and Alex for being here. Um, Much love uh, And I wish you guys uh, All the continued success Thank Thank you you
4: so much
0: Absolutely, absolutely I'm your host once again, Double A Always saying To take it easy (laughs) Bye (laughs) Thank you guys